I think. Is that what it's called? As the heart panteth. Oh, amen. That's good stuff. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our Bibles tonight. And I want to preach a message for you. Uh, contemporary again with the times in which we live. And uh, that's, that's what part of our job is as Christians and pastors and teachers of the Word of God. We're supposed to stay up with the times and we're supposed to understand what's going on, keep our head above water and uh, trust the Lord. Amen. And uh, I, I always say this, uh, keep your eyes up way up beyond the, beyond the plow. Don't look down at the plow because you won't really know where you're going. But uh, if you look up and pick a spot, and keep your eyes like Jesus was set his face toward Jerusalem and he plowed all the way. And that's what we need to do. So we're not worried about the roots and the, 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 uh, the boulders and all the stuff and, and all the problems uh, that we just keep riding, keep plowing, just like an old farmer. Keep your hands on the plow, Jesus said. Don't look back. Amen. Look back, you don't know where you're going. If you look down, you don't know where you're going. But you look up ahead, keep your eyes on the Lord, and all of a sudden your row will be straight, and uh, you'll be surprised. Uh, so thank God for it. But, you know, the, there is a lot going on, and um, I think that if we just stick our, stick our noses right down in the Scriptures and uh, just, just let, let the Bible be our video programs that we watch and let, let it be our um, heavenwood, not Hollywood, amen, Hollywood's too close to Hollywood, but uh, heaven, heaven would, amen. And this is where we get our entertainment. This is now you can you can have fun, amen. It's okay. It's all you can have fun doing all kinds of stuff. Nobody says that we're not monks, are we? We're not a bunch of monks and a bunch of nuns. I mean, we we have a good time. You follow me around, you're gonna say, man, he has fun. I, I love serving God. And I I love what God's doing in my family, my church, and. I, I, I love what God hopefully will be doing in our country. <laughs> Sometimes you got, it takes all the faith I can muster up to say God's in charge. He's going he's gonna to do something good. I, I think that's why bad times come because sometimes he just says, I want to know who in this crowd really is trusting me. And uh, remember uh, Caleb and Joshua, right? Things were looking pretty bad for them, weren't they? And, they? and they said, wait a minute, hold on a minute. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. We can do this. That's the kind of spirit every one of us needs to have. Shame on me for getting in the mully grubs. Have you ever had mully grubs crawl all over you? That's the worst bug in the world, the mully grub bug. And it's depressing. It's, uh, it's scary. But um, God has, a, has a, uh, a, a, an antidote for the mulligrubs, depression, and he has a, uh, an antidote for discouragement. Uh, he has an antidote for everything known to man. So let's, uh, let's look at it. All right. Matthew chapter 13, starting with verse 24. This is a little parable that's got a lot of weight to it right now. And I just wanted to preach a message tonight for all of us that has to do with the fact that no matter what time it is in history, there will always be good and evil that coexist. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. I don't like that bumper sticker. That's not the coexisting I mean. You know, you don't get happy with all the other stuff. Yeah, but you're living together in a world where no matter where you go and what you do, 
There's evil present. There's corruption everywhere. It's always been that way. And until Jesus comes back, it'll always be that way. We're never going to get rid of evil until evil is cleansed from the world. And there's only one way to do that. That's, uh, that's by blood. Uh, there has to be a reckoning, a day of reckoning. That's the harvest God talks about. Let's look at verse 24. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field, but while, the, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. And uh, it says, The servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, Lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles, and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. This is a direct parable having to do with lost people, and save people. The harvest is the end of the world, and we know this from Jesus' own words. We know that he that sowed tares among the wheat is the devil. That's unbelief and sin and wickedness and bad doctrine, all, the, all that you could fight the, fight the Lord with. The tear is actually, there, there's another word for that. You know a weed, right? That, that's also, but, but there's even more technology that they've studied, and it's actually, it actually has a name. It's called the Darnell, and that is a wheat. Now, what happens is, is that in that part of the country, when they, when they sowed the wheat, I don't know how it is today, but it, back then, the, the, the weed came up, and until the time of harvest, it looked just like a wheat plant. And you notice the Bible said, until, it said, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, see, now, then, then they, could, they could identify clearly. And so, uh, you know, the people that planted, they, they know what a tear is. They, but the normal people in the world, they don't really know the difference many times between a Christian and a non-Christian or somebody that's saved and lost. There's lots. No, nobody can set up themselves as a judge to that. Because I know Christians that are out of God's will and, and doing, doing bad things, but I know pretty nice people that are lost. And if you, if you compare their lives together, the guy that's not even saved sometimes has a better lifestyle than some of the Christians I know. It's sad. So I'm not, we're not judging everybody. But uh, if, you, if you get closer and closer and closer... And you can start to tell there's a difference between the tear and the wheat. So I may not know everybody, but if I could spend time with people and get to know them and examine some of the things they say and things that they do 
and things that they believe, pretty soon there's a difference between the saved and the lost. That's why it's so important that our family members should be saved. And if you have a family member that's not saved, you should be praying for them. Uh, a, a weed known as a darnel in Israel, it's almost identical to the, uh, to the wheat, but it's not. So in, in this, I want you to see the phrase in verse 30, Jesus said, let them, let both grow together. Now, what we're going to see for a long time is this. Evil is going to get eviler, <laughs> worse. The Bible says that. Exceeding evil. And uh, it used to be that uh, America uh, what, w- could get shocked a little bit with some of the things going on. Can you believe what's going on now that 50 years ago they would roll over in their graves? It would never, ever, ever be that way. They would say, are you kidding? No way. Listen, when I was living in my trailer in Trailer Town, in, uh, right across from SeaTac Airport, where I grew up at, going to grade school there, I remember the first time I ever heard a curse word come over the TV program, and I think it was a color movie, I'm not sure, but we had the color TV where you had to move the knobs to get, the, get all the tint right, and uh, they had black and white, or you could switch over to color, and when we got our first color TV, oh man, we were just excited. Wow, you know, we can watch a, a Disney movie tonight, you know, and, and Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom, and uh, ABC, Wide World of Sports, and the American Sportsman. And uh, we could watch Art Linkletter and all these kind of old, old shows. You know, Dick Van Dyke back then was, was staple for America. Everybody was watching Dick and Andy Griffin. And, uh, but those were all black and whites, right? So think of it where we've come. What happened is evil got really intense and it grew it's going to grow that's what jesus said but guess what else is growing christians are growing too you know there there people are getting saved all over the world every, every church that i know of has had people saved uh, it, it's not as fast and multitudinous as it used to be i know there's a harvest out there that seems to be waning but but god's doing great things being confident of this very thing, Philippians 1, 6, I think it is, that, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you know God's doing a work. He's got his people and he's preparing them for heaven. And the devil has his people and he's preparing them to keep the world and to overtake. And, uh, you know, there's a, big, uh, there's a big fight going on. I would say there's a huge contest right now between good and evil. You think it's Republican and Democrat, don't you? <laughs> you know what the difference is? Uh, they, need, they need to. <laughs> they don't get mad at me for saying this. But, you know, there's, there's saved and lost, and there's good and evil, and Republican and Democrat. <laughs> oh, I think that some of the things they stand for are just so ridiculously evil. Can you imagine some of the platforms that they have? Now, this isn't just Republican and Democrat. It's, it's just good and evil. I know Republicans are just as, just as crazy as some of the Democrats. And I know Democrats, some of them are really, they should just not, they should be calling themselves Christians or whatever. I mean, they're, they're good people. They just have a, a wrong idea. And I don't know why they can't explain. Like, you guys believe this? You know, that this can't go on. This is wrong. 
So I don't know why I would ever identify with people that just hate God. You know, they're our state. We have people that just want to wipe out this church and wipe out you. And just they don't want you to celebrate Thanksgiving. They certainly don't want you to celebrate Christmas. But what is this all about? I'm going to show you. Look with me, please, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. So we know that we're growing together side by side. Uh, by the way, Christians should be very cordial and nice and friendly toward people that don't know the Lord. That is very paramount. By, by, their, by their fruits you shall know them, but by our love they will know us. Let your light so shine among men, before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. And we should not be ashamed of Jesus, but we shouldn't be offensive either. We should be very kind, because there are some people that they might ridicule us in a group, but then one-on-one, -on -one, they always come to us and say, I, hey, could you explain this to me? Uh, we've had testimony to that. That happened to me a lot. Uh, but let's look at 2 Timothy chapter number 3 in verses 1 through 13. Watch it now. <clears throat> it says here, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, uh, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Does that, that kind of lay the groundwork for today? Yeah. Is this Bible just ancient or is it right up to date? <laughs> it's right up to date. Look at this, verse 4. <clears throat> Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For this of, of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. <clears throat> but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, now watch this, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, that is the world we live in today. Evil men will wax worse and worse. It's, it's just the way they're going. Now, what about you? What about me? We're not involved with that. We're, there's a separation between lost and the saved. There's a separation between a good and evil. It's still that way. There's a separation in the direction that you and I are going. We're going in God's direction. We still love the Lord. We still hold to the principles of 
that, that he gave to us. We, we still have the same doctrines that the apostles had. We still believe the same thing. We're not, we're not uh, uh, going after Baal. Uh, we're not going after another gospel. Like Galatians chapter 1 says, I marvel that you so soon removed from Christ un, unto another gospel, some other gospel. Did you know? This gospel that we have, it stands all by itself like a mountain. It's just wonderful. It, there's nothing compared to it. So that's what we are. We're going God's way. But at the same time, we're mingling together and the, the wind blows upon the wheat and the tares at the same time. The rain comes down and it gives water to the tares just like it gives to the wheat. We are wheat. We'll always be wheat. And the only thing that can happen See, we, we, can't, we can't become tares anymore. It's impossible. But every tear can become a wheat. That's when they get born again. See, that's the beauty of salvation. It's for everyone. There more and more people. But we're going a different direction. The Bible says turn away, go, and don't be part of them. And so there's a separation. So, But you've got to realize I mean, we have unsaved people in our neighborhood. We have un unsaved people all over the place. And there are people acting very badly all over the world, all over the government, every, everywhere you look. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I can't live anymore. No, I'm going different direction. I'm not going that way. I'm going different direction. I'm, I'm going with the Lord. And, and I'm still with the Lord. And you got to realize that evil men will wax Worse and worse. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Even, even more depth than you ever would imagine in 13 and 15, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Now watch the battle we're in. This is, uh, there is a, an evil, satanic, powerful uh, group of people that unless they get saved, they're just going to keep propagating their evil ways. And it is going to come to an end one day. Uh, and these are the tares. Let's look at this now. Even in religion, even in, in circles of church, uh, so-called churches, you've got to be careful now. You say, uh, should we ever visit and go? Like if somebody, if somebody wants us to go to a Mormon church, uh, if, if we get them to come to our church and they visit, that's good. Um, uh, so do I have to pay back and, do, and go to their church? Absolutely not. No. That's the wrong thinking. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not trading. Uh, this is a one-way valve here. You, you either get saved or you just need to be saved. <laughs> I don't need to become a Mormon to find out uh, how I can befriend somebody. Listen, that's just not going to work. Bible says you're not even supposed to let somebody into your house. If they have a different uh, gospel, that's found in, uh, I believe, Third John, or Third or Second John. You can't even let them into your house. That's a command from the Bible. By the way, if you ever have, it's a it's a mistake. Listen, God God loves us all. He doesn't want those people coming in and sitting in our front room and having a Bible study together. That is absolutely wrong. We're not supposed to do that. Now, you can go, you go off, but your house is sacred. You don't want your kids to say, oh, well, my dad was so nice to those Jehovah Witnesses. That's wrong. I can be nice at the door, right? They're not getting into my house. One, one lady, uh, she was in Jehovah's Witness uh, persuasion, and 
she looked at me and she found out I was a Baptist pastor. And I said, why don't you wait right here? Let's just talk about this for a while. And she cut out her iPad. And she was marking down our address so they wouldn't bug us anymore. I said, what, what in the world are you doing? Oh, I'm just recording this for future, you know. I said, are you, are, you, are you marking us down? So, and you know what? After she came, I don't think any, any Jehovah's Witness ever came. I think we're, we're marked. <laughs> Bummer. So now I have to go chase them down. But no, hey, listen, they, that's, that's wrong. So look at this now. Here, here, here is verse 13. It says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, Satan's ministers, also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Do you realize that there's a battle going on? It's not just in the government. It's not just in Capitol Hill. It's not just in authority of those over us. It's not just in the world. It's in the churches too. This is real stuff. This is, this is a battlefield of, of, for souls. We have to be careful now. Realize this. No matter what we do, always going to grow together. I'm going to always be uh, involved with talking to people that don't believe in Jesus and don't want Jesus to be their Savior and think that we are a, a crazy cult. Uh, I've had people uh, that are close to me uh, as I grew up. They thought I had joined a cult. They did. They thought I was in a cult. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of nice to see that, uh, that light come on and say, wow, you know, you are not in a cult. You are a good person. You really do love God. He really did answer your prayers. This is wonderful. It takes a while for people to come out of the darkness, doesn't it? It's just the way it is. We grow together. I've, I've been around the tares all my life. Look at uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. So we're going to grow together. Uh, I feel overwhelmed at times. How many you can say amen to that? You feel like, you feel like uh, I'd, I'd like to have more wheat in this little acre I uh, feel like uh, uh, we're, the weeds are growing up, boy. They're all over the place, thistles. And uh, I feel like, oh, my goodness, man, we need some weed killer around here. All right, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, look at verse 1 through 3. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, unreasonable and wicked men. Where did they come from? Tares. He says, for all men have not faith, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Not great promise right there. Right, right smack dab in the middle of the harvest, right in the middle of the field. We've got tares all over. We've got wheat all over. And God says, now there's a difference. And I know the difference. And I know who's mine. Corruption and disease, I would say, and various types of, uh, of problems like that. They're ever present in the world all over. Uh, it's just like the human body. Did you know that in your body, 
there is a force of renewal, and at the same time, there's a force of destruction in your cells. Did you realize that in your body there are atoms and molecules and cell structures and it's all renewing many times and yet at the same time it's dying. There are things that are, I, I looked at a picture when we first started the church and I didn't have gray hair. <laughs> so I'm thinking about Grecian formula real fast, no. Ah, forget that. Uh, but, you know, uh, there is, there is a, a force of destruction going on at the same time. For, for instance, uh, your body is always trying to heal itself. Did you know that? It's really, it's always trying to do good. So if you feed it properly, of course, and you do well. Um, they, you know, I went to the eye doctor today uh, just to get a checkup and stuff and, and get some glasses or whatever. And so the doctor, who's a 25-year-old guy, he said, you need to start eating better. <laughs> How do you know, dude? You know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, what, what do you mean? Uh, I said, I'm, I'm real healthy. He said he could tell by, by looking into my eyes and examining all. I mean, he looked way down deep inside. The only thing I was, why don't you take it out? You can look at it better. But uh, he, he looked way up in there like they do with all this new equipment. And they took pictures and stuff. And. And uh, he showed me the picture, and he said, uh, you know, you're doing well. He said, what, what you need to do, though, I think, is start eating more green. And I thought, well, this guy's got to be a Democrat. This is the Green New Deal. Anyway, he says, you need, you need to start eating more greenery and leafy uh, vegetables and stuff. And you know, that guy's right. I said, can't you get all that with coffee? He said, no. <laughs> I, uh, he, he can't. He, 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 I don't know what they, I don't know what, I guess they can tell if you're, if you're healthy by looking at your eyeballs, but uh, I, everything's okay. But he, I don't know if he was just promoting that stuff or if he was really serious. Maybe I should start eating better. I don't know. So I'll, if you see me or I, I pass out celery at church, you know. Yeah, but. I don't know what it's going to do it. But we all have this force of evil in us. It's called corruption. And you know what's really neat about the Lord? He didn't have that. He didn't have that force of death in him. He had, his flesh was perfect. He didn't have, his blood was absolutely untainted by Joseph. By the way, I've done some studying, and I'm not a scientist, but I understand that the, the, the father depicts the blood type in the, in the baby, I think. And so uh, I, I'm not sure all about this, but I understand that. You, did you realize that God has a different father than Joseph? Joseph was his stepdaddy, right? Jesus, heavenly father. He didn't, his blood didn't have any corruption in it, didn't have any sin. His, he didn't get his blood from Adam. He got it from his father. That's why when he shed his blood, it was different than just the blood of a normal human being, although he was human, but his blood was absolutely pure. That's why it's, his blood is what saves us. Without the shedding of blood, you'll have no remission of sins. You, you can't be forgiven of your sins. You know, it'd be one thing if one guy died on the battlefield for us. That doesn't save us. Uh, it might save you temporarily from, from an enemy, but it doesn't save you from sin. doesn't matter how many heroes 
and uh, Medal of Honor winners die on the battlefield. They can't save you from your sin. But when Jesus was suffered on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood for us, that is what saves us from our sins. It is absolutely pure. That's why his body saw no corruption. As a support officer, I've seen people that have been dead for several days before people found them. And so we would go and have gone and will again go and find people that are deceased. And um, I got to tell you, it's not pleasant. We found one fellow in a chair and nobody found him for a long time. He died watching TV. And so it was, it was a sad thing. One did a welfare check and whoa, my goodness gracious. Deterioration starts. And uh, re- remember, uh, re- remember what the Lord said. He, his body saw no corruption. He, he was dead for three days and three nights. He didn't have any corruption. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That, that his blood is so perfect and so pure that that's what washes away our sin. So at the force of, of our lives, we have, we have good and evil working in us all the time. You might think that, that evil would prevail, that we would one day per, uh, expire. But yeah, the Bible says, uh, Jesus said, if you believe in me, you'll never die. You believe this? That means your body deteriorates, but you don't die. There's a difference between you and your body. If I broke my hand, I wouldn't say I'm broken. I would say, I broke my hand. So that's the difference between my hand and me. I own my hand, right? If I break my foot, I have some problem. If I, if I say that, you know, I, uh, my head aches, I don't say, I am a headache. <laughs> so, oh, you got that wrong, brother. You got that wrong. You are a headache. No, you know, my neck has a pain. No, you are a pain. You are the pain in your neck. No. <laughs> right? No. We had, I, I said, my arm is broken. I broke my arm. That means I have an arm. So there's a difference between my arm and me. Right? See that? So there's a difference. So uh, you, you won't die. Your, your arm's going to die, though. Your, your body's going to die. But you won't die. That's, what, that's a promise for saved people. We're 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 among the tares, but we're not tares. We're wheat, and we're going to grow together. There's there's no cell that didn't come from another cell. You don't have any part of your body really that didn't come from something else. In other words, you you, you produce just like a kernel of wheat falls into the dirt, it dies, and then it it produces other other kernels. But it's all from that one kernel. So whoever planted the very first kernel of wheat, that's where you got that started. You know. So, so what happened was, uh, did we ever cover this in Bible study? The, what started, the chicken or the egg? I think the chicken did, right? Because then chicken produced after its own kind. Got that taken care of. You come to church, the pillar in the ground of truth, brother. But, and, but the thing about it is, is that uh, that one chicken, every, all the chickens came from that one chicken. You and I came from Adam. We all came from Adam. You're part of Adam's race. We were all in the, ra- the human race, right? At the same time he sinned, corruption came in. And we learned about that. Son's going to learn some more this Sunday. But uh, the, the, the 
the death is working in us and life is working in us. And death is working in the world and life is working in the world. And uh, we're children of the light. The supreme word of God, God's supreme word that comes out of his mouth. He, uh, he set boundaries to all matter, all types of life. He set boundaries. I can't become a dog or a cat or a, uh, I, can't, I, can't become a, a, I can't become a monkey and no monkey ever became a man. Uh, it's just different boundaries for different things. Different, different all, all flesh is not the same flesh. Look at Proverbs chapter 9. So a tear, unfortunately, has to be born uh, into the wheat family. And that's the way it has to be. But you and I can never lose our salvation. We can never become a tear again, and then a weed again, and then a tear again, and then a weed again. How confusing of a life would that be? And I, I, I shudder to think what my life would be like if I didn't know that I was saved. I think my life I would be a, a basket case. I would be mentally unstable. And uh, pray for people that just need to understand uh, eternal security. It's, it's there in the Bible. But I'm glad that we have been taught about this over and over again, that God's Word is what saves us. God's Word is what makes people uh, born again from the Tare family. Proverbs 9 and verse number 10. Let's look at this. It says here, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and thy years of thy life shall be increased. Do you see the promise there of life working in you? Your days will be increased. Is that what it says? It says thy life will be increased, the years of thy life shall be increased, and thy days shall be multiplied. You know, it's a wonderful thing when somebody grabs a hold of life and uh, lives Everlasting life. Lives the Christian life. It actually adds to your longevity of your life. It, you're, you're, not only, you're not only saved, but your life is better. You're, you begin to live uh, in the joy of the Lord. Look at Psalms 90. Psalms 90, verse number 1. Psalm 90, verse 1 says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth. Or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with the flood. They are as a sleep. In the morning they uh, are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. 
And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. You know, the Bible tells us that God set a boundary at first. You know, there was no boundary to the length of life almost. I think uh, the, the longest, I think I counted 996 years or something like that. And uh, then, then God said, okay, we're going we're gonna to move that down. And actually the limit, I think the, the actual limit is, is 120. Right here it says that God, if you're strong and you, you're healthy and you live living a Christian life sometimes, sometimes you get, you get to live a, a, the fullness of days. I love that. I'm planning on that. But I don't think anybody's ever lived 100, over 120 years because that number's in the Bible. That's the limit. You say, I know somebody that lived 121 years. No, you don't. They forgot. <laughs> they, they got confused toward the end there, and they forgot their birthday. Uh, I'd, I'd say God's true. Amen? He, he doesn't make a mistake. I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 3. I'm going to finish with this tonight. Because you notice that we are, uh, we are the, the, uh, the wheat, um, and, and there are many tares. It is a fact of life, Isaiah, and uh, let me get there too, Isaiah chapter number three, and I want you to see what's happening to our country, because I told you this would be contemporary, and it is truly happening. Um, we'll go to verse number one, it says, for behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem, and from Judah, the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water. This was toward their corrupted uh, lifestyle and before God chastised them and sent them off into the other countries and exiled them. Let's look at verse number two. This is what God withheld from Jerusalem. The mighty man, the man of war, the judge, the prophet, the prudent, then the ancient, the captain of fifty, and the honorable man, and the counselor, and the cunning artificer, and the eloquent orator. And I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. Do you see what's happening to our country right now? Children that don't know anything are being elevated as leaders. They are does anybody know that the person called AOC? Do you realize that that's a that's fulfillment of what happens to a nation that drifts away from God? The vacuum is being filled by reprobate, crazy, I, 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 just absolute insanity. So I'm not worried about that. You know why God said it would happen? Let's look on. Because the end of this, I, I promise you, will be encouraging. It says in verse 5, The people shall be oppressed, every one by another. I would say, you know, people are going to turn each other in for, you know, having a Thanksgiving dinner. And every one by his neighbor. Brother, we got some neighbors. <laughs> one of them called the police on the other one today. And the person that called the police on the other one, they're for, they're for defunding the police. 
Hey, wait, before, before you lose all your money, could you come and take care of this problem? <laughs> and by the way, I hate you, but uh, can you come and help me? Uh, it, it says, the child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. Well, that's happening all over America today. When a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thy hand. In that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be an, an healer of, uh, for in my house is, is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not as a ruler of the, of, uh, of the people. For Jerusalem is ruined and Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of, the, of his glory. The show of their countenance doth witness against them and they declare their sin as Sodom. These transgender people are bragging that they are coming out and they need recognition. They need all the, all the hosts on all the shows of all the, all the I want to be interviewed. I'm, I'm, I'm transgendered now. Well, I've got, I've got, God won better than that guy. I don't even know what gender I am. In fact, I, they haven't come up with my gender yet. I'm going to choose a new gender. Oh, that's wonderful. You're so courageous to come out like that. I'd say go back into the closet and lock the door. And just be quiet. You want to come out and come to church and get saved? Well, we'll talk about it through the door. But stay in there. The worst thing ever happened in America is they started coming out of the closet. Now they're everywhere. Do you know in, a, in our governmental uh, offices, they're trying to find people like that so they can put them in office? We got the first trend, whatever. I'd say train, train wreck. It's just sick. Why, well, it's right there. They declare their sin as Sodom. I wonder why God put the word Sodom in there. Because homosexuality is rampant in America. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Say ye to the righteous. Now here it is. We're going to close with this. Say ye to the righteous. That's you and me. That's the uh, wheat. That it shall be well with them. Do you hear, did you hear that? Folks, it shall be well with you. It will be well with you. We'll have some endurance. We'll have some persecution maybe. We'll have some discouragement. We'll, you know, we, we, might, we might have a, a you know, last, last year was kind of strange, wasn't it? I don't know what this year holds. My goodness. I'm still praying for an upheaval. You know how I'm praying? I'm praying almost every single day. Lord, when it comes time, when it comes time for the Electoral College to meet, please, if, if, you, if you want to, if it's your will, would you just blow this thing sky high and, and give us another four years of Trump? Now, I'm praying because that's all I know to do. I don't know the future. So what if God doesn't do that? Well, that's okay. Look at this. Say ye to the righteous. I'm going to say to the righteous. Hey, folks, it shall be well with you. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked. 
it shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. As for my people, uh, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Oh, my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. So, okay, I get it. I get it. There's tares and there's wheat and there's no separating yet. But one day the harvest will come. And guess what happens? We will be gathered together into the barn, the Lord's holding place. We will be part of that harvest and praise God for it. Now, here's the thing. Did I just say here's the deal? What I mean is, here's the thing. No, don't want to say that either. I know what I'll say. Here's the truth. (laughs) He said, what happened to our pastor? He's a... Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. It shall be well with me. It shall be well with me. Amen. Hey, let's praise God together. Let's rejoice. This is all planned out by God. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day when the reapers come and, uh, and, and we'll be caught up together with the Lord. And uh, until then, uh, I just, I mean, one, one last, one last little illustration. My wife, or my wife and I on a Wednesday night, we had a Mormon lady come to church, and she said, don't you remember? Uh, I'm Beth. I, 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 uh, came, you came to my door. I said, no, I, I think I remember. She, I said, what happened? And she said, well, you kind of made me start thinking. She, you said at the end of our conversation, you, you said, well, I'm sorry. I can't help you. And she shut the door, said goodbye, and then she started thinking, wait a minute. What do you mean you can't help me? That, that means you think I need help. And she started thinking about that, and it, it got to her heart, and she came to church on a Wednesday night, and one summer night, uh, my wife and I were talking to her right out here in the gravel parking lot, and I said, Beth, wouldn't you like to just get it settled, and wouldn't you like to receive Christ as your Savior? And she said, yes, I would. And we prayed, that's, that's why this is sacred ground out here, she prayed right there in the gravel parking lot. Tears came to her eyes, and she prayed and asked Jesus to come into her heart. And I had no idea what was going on. I just, I was in a mood. I said, well, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. So I went away. <laughs> Maybe that was a little rough, right? You know, have you ever felt like that before, talking to some unbeliever? It, it happens, but God used it. Amen. She's saved. She came a couple more times, and then, uh, she had a friend uh, going to a different church, and that's, that's great. She knows she's saved, and I just love that. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're the wheat, and uh, the tares are out there, so let's just go ahead and trust God and grow together. Let's pray together. Our heads are bowed. Well, I hope and pray that you'll remember the words of the Bible where it says, It shall be well with them, the righteous. It shall be well with them. So I think God can take care of us at the same time that the world's going crazy. It's always been that way. So let's trust Him for a wonderful week and praise God. Let's ask God to give us some visitors this weekend and trust Him for a great weekend. Christmas is coming and let's really praise God. Let's stand together as Jeannie plays. Let's take a few minutes and let's use this time to have just a little prayer tonight. Maybe you could pray for Connie and uh, make you pray for all the different prayer requests that are listed there. But maybe you have something you never mentioned tonight 
And I'm praying for that prayer. Unspoken prayer requests are sometimes the most serious. So if you didn't mention it, maybe I know how serious that might be. So let's pray together and let's thank God that we're among the wheat. Jesus gave us that parable. It's true. The wheat and the tares, they grow together. Let's pray together.